0: Off The Ball Daily, a home for your favourite podcasts from Off The Ball. It's much easier to be a, a reasonable parent when it's sunny. Like, I don't care what anybody says, but if we lived in Australia, I'd be super dad. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the Off The Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate
1: shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. We are gonna chat to Ronan Agar. I had a very big weekend. Ronan, good morning to you. Hi, Andrew.
2: How are you? I'm
1: How, 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 How are you doing?
2: Good, yeah, good. Just few difficulties getting the camera angle right, but seems ah, you're okay. I'm looking,
1: looking good. You're just about in shot there, it. so we'll, we'll roll I with that. In,
2: uh, in Paris, so um, we came up last night by train, and uh, long day today. The captain's run and play tomorrow at nine o'clock local time. So um, it's uh, interesting, very interesting times.
1: Is it interminable with such a late start like the day?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, because uh, during the year you're trying to, um, you have to feature that into your routine, you know, because uh, well, the lads from the dad cast would know well. Uh, usually, I'd be in bed from you know, what I mean at ten o'clock, you know, but like that's just the start of the second half <laughs> yeah. in terms of and. Uh, you know I mean, if your day starts at eight and your kickoff is 13 hours later it's it's different at the start it took a bit of getting used to but uh into the players programs you build in a kind of uh, nap times and kind of not allowed to drink coffee time so a little bit of guidance but uh we're pretty experienced though because a lot of the big games in canal blues are nine o'clock on either Saturday or Sunday night so uh but there is um a lot, I suppose, for from a management point of view, of the difference between peaking for a nine o'clock kickoff or a three o'clock kickoff, uh, and it isn't as simple as, as one would think.
1: How, how do you go about sort of managing your own day tomorrow? Like, you're obsessing about the game, I'm certain about that, and uh, it's a very long day to try and fill your time. Is there um, a template of how you go about that? or?
2: Yeah, I suppose the good thing about this now. This will be a unique in the fact that there's no game to prepare for after. Or there's yeah. nothing on Monday, really. you know. So you're all in. So you can actually uh, enjoy today and tomorrow because knowing that you know, you've worked hard and this is the reward you get for it. But after 27 games, it comes down to 180 minutes to decide whether you get silverware or not, which is the same for Toulouse. But that's what makes sport so enjoyable and ruthless is the fact that one team goes away happy the other will be gutted uh, but filling the day would be the staff might go for uh, a waddle tomorrow morning and then there's you know I mean literally um, just hang around and if there's boys looking for chats or stretching or coffee just uh, what's good at the minute is that I think it's a group where when you meet people you want to speak to them as opposed to will I go down to the team room? now. you know. And that was probably the case a few years ago. But now the boys enjoy each other's company. It The time obviously leading into a final the day of the game is long. Uh, but um, from our point of view uh, it's exactly where we wanted to be so we're hugely excited
0: Presume any coffee bans don't impact the, the yourself or the coaching staff uh, that'll be that'll be just disastrous especially on the day of a finally you need your coffee on board Yeah, the yeah.
2: and obviously the, you know I mean the rules are I'm not too bothered about the guys overloading and the staff you know but from a player's point of view especially like coming from last weekend just in San Sebastian it was whatever 35 degrees at pitch level I think and uh you could see we were excellent for 40 minutes and then uh, it was like you were talking to people but they weren't really there at half time, you know. You could see Jesus' this heat is having a huge effect on people and uh, I think after the rest, we couldn't really impose our game for the first 15 minutes of the second half. So, uh, all was learning and all was trying to, I suppose, take on board what the conditions are giving you. But, uh, yeah, most definitely um, we've seen, was it in... USA '94 with Steve Staunton and the boys that the, the heat has a big impact on, on the paddies, you know. So uh, Ryan needs lots of uh, sun cream, that's for certain. But, I see, uh, I see
1: him in the uh, John Aldridge role with the uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some, uh, get some Factor 50 on the skin. Um, the the it's, it's probably an easy enough deduction to make, Ronan, given the the 21-3 halftime lead last week against Bordeaux in the semi, but. Um, what was that uh, an ambition to to start fast given what happened in the champions cup final
2: uh, we didn't really start fast to be fair you know we we started okay but they scored first you know three 3-0. and then we took control of the game and uh we I mean sounds a lot of points but it was probably three half opportunities that turned into points and i think that's what happens when you've good players and confident on form that they can turn, you go back through the, you know I mean, the Premiership and watching all the the strikers over the, over the years, you know, that's what makes them so interesting when they got half chances, Shearer or uh, Rooney or Fowler, any of these guys, they used to just notch up goals. I think that's what teams do when they're in, in form and when they're getting half opportunities and, you know what I mean? Three opportunities over 40 minutes isn't, isn't very many, but uh, uh, we defended brilliantly when we were under pressure once, but we managed the game. Uh, but then the 20 minutes after half time were, um, were disappointing, um, and they came back into it. But um, we finished strongly, and um, obviously, for a big game, the lead really didn't change hands, so uh, we were in full control of the game
1: you've chatted to us a fair bit in this lot over the years about the importance of the European Cup and how you had to bring the club and the team on the journey to understand that and obviously that's paid off in absolute uh, spades Mr. European Cup I think was how Keith Wood might have described you on the show during the week uh, the bouclier needs no explanation I'm sure to the owners, to the players, to the city is there a different vibe um, about it and can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that then in, in terms of the difference between 8 and the European Cup locally?
2: Yeah, well, I, there wouldn't be any history in La Rochelle in terms of the Champions Cup, you know. it's it's uh, When you look at the statistics or the history of it, everything is in its infancy, really. It's just, I suppose, most particularly in the last two seasons, our, our streak has been red hot. But prior to that, we didn't play many games, or the club didn't play many games. So it was relatively new, uh, and it made it very exciting. But, uh, I mean, La Rochelle doesn't have much history in in the top 14. It's never won a Bouclier. So that's the natural uh, next step. Um, So are we to be intimidated by that or are we to be excited by that? So I think this group is very excited and I think uh, the way I see it, it, it's the uh, natural step for the team to take. But, you know, it all comes on the line. one performance will either give you that or... Uh, take it away and make it more difficult and more frustrating for supporters and for fans and for the club. But uh, you got to be excited by this challenge. you got to be aware of what it would mean to the town. And we are aware of that. And I think there's a great connection between supporters and the team. So it doesn't feel different. It feels like another big game. But we've been on a treadmill for whatever, I think, the last uh, number of months where every game has nearly felt like a big game. And it's important that we understand what's at stake but you don't uh, I suppose it can't be any bigger than Dublin it's of the same importance probably more important to French people to to all of us probably because it would be a first uh, winning in Dublin wasn't the first because we've already won the Champions Cup but um, the team would be very excited to try and uh, win a bouclier there's huge history involved there's huge prestige involved and, and um, that excites us
1: what sort of a step up would it be in terms of the reaction to it? Like, cause I think that's the thing that's interesting to an Irish audience. That sense of the European Cup being an established thing here, less so in La Rochelle. We saw the scenes three weeks ago after you won, um, the, the Huntington Cup and their reaction to it and 12 months ago. This is a step up again locally in terms of their understanding of, of, um, their relationship with the top 14.
2: Yeah, because it's st- so steeped in history and it means it's been there that's the one thing that's been I suppose stable in, 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 in rugby in over the last 100 years has been the I suppose the the quest to win a Brennis um, so it becomes I suppose a lot more tangible or live with the group of players we have and I suppose with the way we've been playing so the locals want it we want it but just because you want it doesn't mean you get it and I cannot stress that enough you know so uh, there'll be a plan tomorrow night at 9 o'clock to, to be efficient in what we do but that doesn't guarantee anything but you shouldn't I suppose um, be fearful of that, you should be enthralled by that, you should be excited about showing your talent in front of the whole of uh, France um, in the biggest sporting okay, well, biggest rugby sporting occasion in France this year and um, it's something that we've We've chatted about, but it's a very natural, I think, progression for this team is that uh, we believe, I mean, that we show we're the best team in Europe, Now we need to show we're the best team in France.
0: There's the added element tomorrow night, Ronan, if if yourselves uh, overcome Toulouse, given this new Champions Cup format that's been announced uh, during the week, um, Leinster will join La Rochelle, Munster and Saracens as top seeds. For the, for the New Look Champions Cup so you'll have the Munster fans as you usually do supporting you but you'll also have the Leinster fans behind you tomorrow night is that, does that warm your heart? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does, it, well, does.
2: It, it is very important That's, um, you know, I mean the only time you run to meet Leinster is in a, in a final or when there's something worthwhile at stake you know that, having them in your group would be uh, not a good idea obviously because they're such a quality team so um, you know, I never thought about that. Obviously, there's there's enough at stake between Arashel and Toulouse to be wor- uh, worrying about third parties, but I appreciate the, the warm gesture, Shane.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, that again how it was intended. did yeah. you just see the examiner this morning? you talk about um, if if you don't manage to get over the line, that uh, it leaves a few chinks for the begrudgers. Who are the begrudgers?
2: Ah, yeah, I saw that. I'm not in control like, of the headline, obviously. Um, I think in the content, is there mention of Big Rodgers? Yeah, the, in the it's team? not
1: actually. The headline is uh, when the players aren't are doing well, you don't want the season to end. But this was just a paragraph within it where you say uh, that it was the one you want. It's massive validation um, of the road. Of so far is, but and I suppose
2: then. where we are, there's. You know I mean there isn't any doubt of the quality of the team, but there would always be a bit of. Uh, unfinished business from my point of view is the fact if you don't get over the, the line tomorrow night because uh you mean they're they're the same teams in Europe that there are in France, you know. Obviously it doesn't never equate when an opposition like uh Leinster beat Toulouse and we beat Leinster, oh that means La Rochelle beat Toulouse. It doesn't work like that. We know it doesn't work like that. But the competitor in me goes, We need to we need to confirm the, the pecking order in that regard.
0: Um, I'm interested, Ronan. Was there a big focus that game in January against Toulouse? Um, like, when you think back to it, you had, I think it was an eight game losing streak that La Rochelle had over uh, against Toulouse, but it was a comprehensive yeah, I think, win. I like, think
2: a nine, a nine game, if you include a friendly, perhaps. Right. Right. Yeah, if, right. if you
0: look at the stats from that match in January, like, La Rochelle only had to make 12 tackles, 68% possession, control the set piece, 30 points to 7. So there was obviously a, a huge focus put on, on that game. There
2: was a, fo- a focus. Uh, and accountability on the last five games because I was the boss. So when you come in and you're the leader of an organisation, you control what you can control with your staff. So I can't look further uh, than before that because it's something that uh, I put a big emphasis on preparation. So, I mean, it's my responsibility to prepare the team with the staff from Monday to Friday and then the players play Saturday so they express themselves. So we went through it the last... Um, you mean five games. Last season, we lost three times to them. In the first game, with Skelton had a red card. In the f- fourth game, uh, we got a red card, Red Wardy, after 13 minutes, and we lost the game with six points. But I think what was great after that game was, I think the boys understood that if we keep it 15, uh, we, can, we can win this, uh, or we can win this mental battle. And I think the mentality changed ever since that. And But you need confirmation of that. And then we played them at home. Obviously, they had a mixed team, a weak team, no doubt about it. But it didn't matter. It was just a case of uh, us showing we're capable of getting across the line. And we don't have a mental barrier against this team. So we won that game pretty convincingly. But uh, most definitely since, I think, the start of this season, uh, we would have a very different outlook on Toulouse than what would be associated with a La Rochelle Toulouse game in the last 20 years shall we say mm.
1: There was a lot of talk about Anton Dupont after the Leinster Heineken Cup game and how you know they had an injury early on and they possibly misused him after that and he was almost played out of the game Have you any it seems like such a daft question in so many ways because I don't know how many coaches have been asked this before playing either Toulouse or France when he's been at nine but is there any special plays for him or how do you manage him?
2: No, no, you just got to be on red alert, but hopefully his influence isn't as big when he uh, hasn't the ball. So we need to try and control possession. The guy is so good, you know, and I think we've all seen that. And, you mean, we discussed that there's times when there's 19 out of 20 scrum halves, whatever, across the teams in Europe where you feel... You have an organisation that can look after their attack, but with this guy, he breaks all the rules. And that's what great players do. When he has time, he has speed, he has power. He has uh, a really fast brain. So uh, he's a huge threat, but we can't triple mark him. We try and double mark him, but that means there's space for someone else as well. So it's a dangerous... uh, recipe to do that. you just got to respect him and got to understand that when he has a purple patch or a moment, just uh, try and get back in the game as quickly as possible.
1: We had uh, David Charkey on the show last week. He was talking a little bit about your um, relationship around the teaming over the last few years and the other, the other work that he's done. It was very interesting chat. Um, you spoke after the Champions Cup final about the, the theming and the personal nature of the photographs. Uh, the, the photographs of the Everest piece is there is it the same again this weekend in relation to that or is there some new twist on it
2: no 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 you can't do that we've 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 scaled Everest twice we need a different uh, we need a different uh, story there will be a different story but to be shared next week
0: <laughs> he did the, he talked about the moon landings as well so maybe you can go beyond Everest Ronan there's always there's always higher
2: you're hot very hot champ. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right I'm on the right right path. <laughs> um, what what
1: does you mentioned early on about uh, about Monday? What does work look like on Monday for you? Is it uh, the eternity? There's no such,
2: thing. There's such thing as work as you know. I coach rugby, so what does
1: what does, what does what um, does getting out of bed on Monday morning look like for you? If, uh... Regardless of the outcome, is it is it is there is there uh, I use the word in the loosest possible sense then, is there work to be done or is it is the, the key get no, turned?
2: No, 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 no. No, it's all in Saturday night, so it's Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, looks after itself, you know. You're, you're the brutal reality, there's two different uh, scenarios and they're poles apart. So you got to be prepared for both of them and uh, that's what happens when you're, I suppose lucky to be involved in 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 finals so we're aware of of, of uh both I suppose um But uh, I think we're pretty um excited by the one we want to take
1: You're uh, finding it hard to even think about Monday at this stage
2: I never think about Monday anyway before a game it doesn't really matter <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, something else you might not have thought about and uh, you might not have much thoughts to give us about, but the Johnny Sexton letter of misconduct obviously has cropped up over the last week or so, um, I'm sure it's not occupying too much of your headspace, but any thoughts about like there's a lot of discussion obviously about a, the ban that might follow from the actions uh, in and around the, the final at the Aviva, any thoughts on that
2: Yeah, Johnny's like, he's a competitor a great guy, there shouldn't be a a ban for Johnny there shouldn't be I'd be strong in that I think um I mean I think I didn't hear anything or see anything or see any videos but I know the character very well an insane competitor maybe his temper uh flared over for for a minute or two or second or two sorry but uh uh you know the guy is a role model to to, in Irish rugby in what he has done I think um People need to uh, move on with this and um, uh, it's it's something that, uh, you know, I think that's been completely uh, stirred up depending on different people's agendas
1: yeah we'll see how it plays out over the next little while uh, you have the whole country behind you this time um, <laughs> headed tomorrow night and we'll be tuned in and hoping for the best for you uh, really enjoyed the last 20 minutes and um, you
2: won't even you won't even watch it will
1: you go I'll be the I'll TV. be 100% TV. I'm not
0: going to lie look- I don't
1: I don't watch an awful lot of top 14 I'll be 100% tuned in
0: I'm looking for a La Rochelle jersey I was looking for one before then. I have a flag at home I have a
1: flag at home Sheno. I'll, oh, I'll share it with you well, I'll, I'll good man it. Good luck and,
0: with it. Uh, is there GA this
2: weekend? Oh, there's both games.
1: Big GA, yeah. Um, last, last the final round of the group games, yeah. So, who's playing who? Um, we have. You're looking to see who Cork are playing. Um, I have uh, Dublin Sligo and Roscommon Kildare all in the same group. You've Kerry Louth. Cork Mayo is probably the juiciest game of the weekend.
2: So, hurling was last weekend. There's no hurling this weekend. There's week a
1: little yet. bit of hurling this weekend
0: as well, yeah. You've got Awfully Tip and Carlo Dublin, I think, are the only hurling matches, really. So, do you watch? Are you watching much of it?
2: Oh, the games last weekend were unbelievable, weren't they? The uh, Limerick Clare game yeah. and the Cats and Galway. Yeah. Jeez,
0: they were. It's not over till it's over. There's there's another lesson. There's a theme. There's theming in that. The Kenny Result, I think. And program,
2: um, the Limerick game was where?
0: That was in the Gaelic grounds, actually in Limerick, yeah. Home advantage. And With and Claire, 30, Claire were quite were happy, I think. Yeah. Go again. Fifty thousand people. Yeah, it was full anyway. Yeah.
2: It was unbelievable, wasn't it? What a yeah. what, what the finish! A advertisement for.
0: Uh, have you been to a monster final, Ronan? Um.
2: Have I been to a monster final? I'm sure I have, but it's a long, long time ago. Yeah.
1: That Limerick team are impressive. I'm sure there's bits and pieces that you're watching of them.
2: They sure are. Incredibly, uh, yeah, they're they're serious, uh, serious operators. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Well, look, okay, you won't be watching right, too much for tomorrow. Good man. Good Cheers. luck. Cheers.
0: OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.